Hello, welcome to the No Contempt podcast. No Contempt is with a K because illiteracy is just another language. Um, This is the second one of these I have done, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, This is the first time I've started doing something quite like this. Um, So still kind of getting in my rhythm a little bit, still learning how to just do everything just right with music and things like that. And um, but, you know, one uh, somebody once said, uh, if you don't start where you are, you stay where you are. And so that is actually kind of what I'm going to get into today uh, on this episode. Um, But um, yes, Uh, so um, we are off to a good start, I would say. But anyway, um, today the episode um, of this is called The Pride of Life, and uh, something I want to talk about, I feel like it's relevant um, to everybody, and um, it's something that we've all experienced, and it's amazing how much it influences our decisions and our relationships and our friendships, and uh, a lot of times can really hurt our ability to... Um, really enjoy our lives and enjoy our friendships and enjoy our relationships and to step out and to do things that we're passionate about or we want to do um, because of pride can hinder us um, from feeling inadequate and things like that. So I want to get into that today Um, and I'm going to start out um, the best way I know how which is reading a scripture Um, and I'm going to read a few scriptures today. Um, If you're not familiar with the Bible Um, It's a really great book. It's got a really good author, and there's a lot of good, rich things in there. And um, if you are familiar with it, um, then you can never get too familiar with it. So um, I would um, highly recommend it to you as well, um, even if you are familiar with it. So anyway, throat clear. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Had to get that out of the way. Otherwise, it'd be bothering me the rest of the time. Okay. So today I want to talk about the pride of life. Um, in 1 John, the book of 1 John, it's an epistle, it's in the New Testament, the Apostle John, um, he wrote uh, to one of the churches, I'm not sure which one, um, and in verse um, 15 of chapter 2, he said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father, talking about the Heavenly Father, God, is not in him. For all that is in the world, verse 16, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And I want to read that, both of those verses in the Passion Translation. I was reading out of the King James, actually, um, which is still a good translation. A lot of people don't like it because they think it's outdated, but it's actually very poetic and uh, there's a lot of good things about it, and I, I still really like it very much. But I also like newer translations that help expound on uh, things like this. Um, it says in verse 15 of the Passion Translation, Don't set the affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of this world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. Uh, real quick, I just want to point out to that, you know, the difference between the love of the world and the love of the Father, the love of God, um, you know, the love of the world says, what can you do for me? What what can you do for me in this relationship? What can you do for me in this friendship? What can you do for me? What can I get out of this? Um, but the love of God says, what can I do for God and what can I do for other people? It's not selfish or self-seeking. 
And uh, that's the difference between those two. Um, and in verse 16 of the Passion, it says, For all that the world can offer us, the gratification of our flesh, the allurement of things of the world, and the obsession with status and importance, none of these things come from the Father, but from the world. And going back to the King James Version for just a second, because I want to emphasize something here in verse 17. It says, The world is passing away, and the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. He that does the will of God. You know, the pride of life um, is not of the Father, but he who does the will of God um, he continues. He is established. He abides forever. In other words, he he gets he goes somewhere. He he accomplishes something worth accomplishing um, when you do the will of God. And the the pride of life passes away, um, and it doesn't last. And it's not. Um, it's very temporary. It's a very temporary thing. And living for just status and importance in the eyes of other people is a very shallow way to live. And um, it can actually limit you and limit your impact on the world around you. In Proverbs uh, 29, and uh, we'll read a couple verses in Proverbs 29. um, But in Proverbs 29, uh, verse 23 starting, um, it says, A man's pride shall bring him low but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. It's interesting that pride, the thing that drives you to try to get up high and get noticed and get seen, that's actually the thing that ends up bringing you low. And yet, honor upholds the humble in spirit. In other words, um, honor in the heart of a humble man, or I'm sorry, humility in the heart of a man, honor will hold him up and keep him from falling, keep him from diminishing, keep him from from being brought down and brought low. When you have humility in your spirit. And skip in just a couple verses to verse 25. uh, It says, The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever puts his trust in the Lord will be safe. The fear of man brings a snare. The fear of man limits us and holds us back from doing the will of God. When we're always afraid of what people think about us and we're always afraid of how we look to other people, we're always afraid of whether or not people are going to reject us or whether or not we're um, making a mark or whether or not we're being recognized or affirmed by people, that is limiting and it is binding. It's, it's a trap, the Bible says. Um, and always living with a sense of, I have to have everybody liking me. I have to have everybody affirming me. I have to have everybody responding to me. You know, we live in an age of social media where all of us, you know, um, are, are doing things, uh, most, mostly in posting things on a regular basis. And we all know the feeling of, you know, getting a certain amount of likes or getting a certain amount of response from people, um, on social media and on these different platforms. It's, it's kind of a, a, an emotional high and it's kind of a, it's this affirmation that you're getting noticed and you're connected with the world. Um, And it's not wrong to want to have influence. It's not wrong to want to reach people. I mean, the reason why I'm even doing this podcast is to reach people, is to use my voice for what I believe I'm supposed to be using it for. It is to reach people. I want to to reach out. I want to touch people with the Word of God and, and with a message of hope and peace. But see, the thing is, a lot of times... Um, we, we tend to despise 
where we are and we look at other people and we compare ourselves with other people and we say, oh, they have this and they have that. And, you know, this person you know, has all these followers and this person, you know, they have this TV show and they have this or they have they have, uh, you know, just a much bigger following. They're more popular, you know, and and that a lot of times will keep us from doing the things that we feel passionate about doing or we feel like we're called to do because we don't feel like we're, we're where they are. But what we don't understand a lot of times is those people, you know, they didn't start there. Um, they started right where you are most likely in, in what the Bible calls humble beginnings. And, um, you know, we should not despise where we are or what we have. And the way I'm tying this into the title of the podcast, No Contempt, um, specifically is not having contempt for humble beginnings, not having contempt for the small, insignificant starts and the small, insignificant things, um, and both for yourself and for other people. And, And this is about seeing the value in yourself and also seeing it in others and being somebody who's an encourager and an, and, and somebody who, who goes after people who are, you know, stepping out and maybe they're, they're stepping out past some insecurity and, and endeavoring to do things and, and being somebody who encourages them, um, and helps them to, to have a voice. And, uh, but in this particular context, I want to talk about not despising where you are and what you have and not despising humble beginnings. And, um, you know, we should be people who are always looking for the value in other people. Um, and, uh, when you see the value in others, it'll help you see the value in yourself and what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I've experienced this a few times in different areas of my life where, um, I've been doing something that was new and fresh and it was humbling because it was a new thing and I hadn't been doing it long. And, uh, it was, it was hard to do cause it's not something I could brag about or, or wasn't super comfortable with. And, and I couldn't just do it, you know, with, with a lot of grace or a lot of class, so to speak, because, you know, I, I was rough and it was a new thing. Um, but it was a humble beginning and it was where I was and it was, it was helping me to take a step and it still is, um, a step towards something greater. And in fact, just full disclosure and transparency, um, that's what this is for me, even doing this podcast right now, you know, um, I was, I was doing this podcast and, um, this is the second one that I've done. And the first one, you know, I had just done it and, and, uh, and a, a friend of mine messaged me like the same day and he's like, Hey man, like I just made my first podcast. Like it's on anchor FM, like check it out. And I was like, Oh man, like, and, and I know that was a very immature way of thinking, um, to be like that at first. Cause, cause it's like, you know, I was like, Oh, he did that on the same day. It's like, this is just like a common thing that everybody's doing. And, and that's the thing though. That's one of the things that inspired doing this podcast is, is rem- a reminder that, you know, Pride is always trying to um, be seen and always trying to stand out and always trying to get everybody's attention and say, oh, look at me, look at me, hands in the air like I'm good to be alive and I'm a famous rapper. I mean, I was all crooked. Okay, never mind. You know that song, maybe Handlebars. Elijah or Danny, if you're listening to this, you hate that song, don't you? Um, It's an old, stupid song. But anyway, uh, but it's like, look at me, you know. Um, uh, You know, pride wants to, 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 to stand out. Um, but humility wants to stand firm. And, uh, you know, it reminds me of the scripture we just read that honor upholds the, the humble in spirit. And humility 
um, is consistent. And it's always asking the question, what can I do for somebody else? How can I touch somebody else? Even if it's only one person. And a lot of times we're like, well, if I had a bigger audience or I had a bigger following, then I would do more if I had a this or that. But really, um, whatever you do with, with the small things, it really shows what you would do if you had greater. And uh, you really can't even... Uh, know what you would do if you had a greater audience if you're not even willing to speak to one person or speak to two people or or just you know um, do the little things and just step out and kind of plow the ground so to speak and you know pride um, pride wants to use its talent and abilities to intimidate others but love wants to inspire others and love um, wants to inspire others to find their talent and their their grace and their ability and you know um, pride wants to drown out other voices while love uses its voice to help others find their voice and uh, you know so that's something that I I am endeavoring to do and uh, you know I, I'm I've been in a couple different seasons um, of different things but more recently you know I, I, I just moved back up um, to my home state from Texas and when I was in Texas I actually had a pretty good job um, at, a, at a restaurant as a, in a management position and I'd been there for about about three and a half years and you know I, I was getting paid pretty well pretty consistently I had some responsibilities I was over some people um, I mean, it was not, not something to brag about or anything like that, but it was it was the biggest thing that I'd ever done. It was the biggest position I'd ever had anywhere. And uh, it was cool. I liked it. And, and, you know, I enjoyed being able to tell people that I was an assistant manager and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, recently I, I felt that um, at the end of 2019 that the Lord um, started impressing on my heart that I needed to move back to where I was. And, uh, you know, I started, um, doing this thing called, uh, well, I'm not going to say what it was. It's, it's basically kind of like a Postmates kind of thing where you deliver food. I'm not going to say the specific name of it cause I ain't trying to give nobody no free advertisement, but unless they paying me for, it, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, so basically this kind of Postmates kind of thing, I guess that's kind of giving Postmates free advertising, isn't it? By saying that, I don't know, whatever. But anyway, basically, okay, I'll just say what it was. It's DoorDash, okay? Congratulations, DoorDash. There's some free advertisement to, like, the one or two people that are listening to this. Anyway, so I was doing DoorDash for a while, and, uh, you know, it, it's a cool little gig, um, you know, good way to make money. It's flexible, but, like, whenever people would ask me, like, oh, so what are you doing right now? Like, what are you doing for work? Like, I've always been so tempted to be like, oh, um, you know, well, uh, right now, um, see, like, just... And temporarily, what I'm doing um, is this thing called DoorDash. And they're like, what? What was it? Like, DoorDash? They're like, oh, what is that? I was like, well, it's kind of like Uber, but like with food. And like, they're like, oh, okay. You know, and you can tell like a lot of you know, times you're like, you tell people like, oh, I'm doing like Uber or DoorDash. And they're like, oh, did you like just get out of jail or something? It's like, no, I did not. No offense to anybody that's doing Uber or anything. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm right there in the boat with you. But sometimes it feels that way. You tell people you're doing something like that. Um, but I like it a lot, you know, it's, it's good for me right now. And I, you know, I have some other things, you know, lined up. Um, but, uh, anyway, so I've been really tempted to be embarrassed about doing that, uh, for a long time. 
Um, even though it's consistent, I'm making decent money doing it. Um, it's flexible and there's really nothing about it that's negative. It's just not really one of those things that sounds really good to tell other people. And, and you got to watch about things that there's nothing wrong with them except for how they make you look or how much they don't appeal to your pride. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I like about doing that is that it's enabled me to have uh, free time and flexibility when it comes to ministry things and it comes to going to prayer meetings. And, and being a part of things. And I've gotten to be a part of some ministry things that I, I probably wouldn't be able to do if I had been in a nine to five job. Um, and even some things in my personal life and, and my family and relationships that I've gotten to do in this season. Um, you know, but it's, it's easy to despise um, seasons of our life that are not brag worthy, so to speak, and, and to want to, you know, impress people all the time. And, uh, you know, there's, we all need to go through seasons where, um, we learn to value the small things and we learn to value the humbling things. And, uh, you know, if you despise humble beginnings, you will never enjoy an honorable end. And, um, so, and I want to relate this specifically, um, also how it relates to other people. Um, you know, in Romans, uh, 12, um, and verse, uh, three, give me one second while I turn there. It says, uh, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. And then down in verse 16, it says, be of the same mind toward each other and don't mind high things, but condescend to men of low estate. And, you know, it's funny how you know, a lot of times we tend to want to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to. The Bible didn't say not to think of yourself highly or to value yourself. It just said, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. And if you, if you want to know how to determine that, you ought not think of yourself more highly than other people. And you ought not place yourself at a, at a level of value that you don't place to other people. Now, that doesn't mean you're at the same place as everyone else. That doesn't mean you're at the same level spiritually or in maturity-wise as everybody else. And you don't have to pretend to be, you know, spiritually immature around other people if you're not. Um, it is what it is, you know, if, if, you know, you are where you are. And, um, but um, we shouldn't place more value on ourselves than other people and act like we're more valuable. And this is kind of about just seeing the value in each other and, and, and looking for the treasure in each other all the time. And, uh, you know, that's why the Bible says to condescend to men of low estate. In other words, um, you know, whoever you're tempted to think little of, um, you, you should, you should reach out to them and be their friend and, uh, potentially, or just don't see them that way or look for the value in them and realize, Hey, you know what, if it wasn't for the grace of God, um, I, I wouldn't even be where I'm at today. I wouldn't have what I have. I wouldn't be able to do what I, I'm doing. And really, you know, the Bible says that, that we have nothing that hasn't been given to us. And uh, whenever you have a mindset of just love and value for other people, man, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs, um, and this is probably the last verse I'm, I'm going to read. Well, actually, there, I'm going to reference another verse, but this is the last one I'm going to read. It says in, in Proverbs 15:33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. You know, um, whatever you... Um, are, are, is in front of you to do or whatever it is that you can do right now um, that you're passionate about doing but maybe you just don't feel like you have the confidence to just step out and do it um, you know it, it's whatever you step you can take you should take 
Um, you know, uh, in James uh, verse, I'm sorry, chapter one, it talks about he who knows to do good and does it not to him it is sin. And, you know, it, pride will, will not only, you know, sometimes make you want to do things that stand out in front of everybody else, but sometimes it'll keep you from doing things you know you should do because you don't think it's that good. Are you like, I'm not that talented or I'm not that good at this. So I really want to wait until I can do a really good job. And you should do as, as well as you can and as good as you can with what you have, but you shouldn't withhold uh, creativity and things that could be blessing people and could be ministering to people um, just because it's maybe not as good as somebody else's because they've been doing it longer or because you don't have the following that everybody else has. And uh, the pride of life can keep you back um, from that. Um, but like we said earlier, um, doing the will of God is what will establish you and cause you to stand firm and, and you can build a foundation on that. See, because when you're standing firm, that's a foundation that you can build on. Um, but pride is like building your house on the sand. It's like sinking sand. Um, and and uh, the more you try to build on that foundation, well, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And, and it won't stand. Even if you, you get something for a while, it's not going to last. It's not going to endure. You know, I have some friends who are in ministry and uh, they have a pretty decent following and they're pretty big, pretty well known um, in ministry. Um, but, um, you know, they didn't start out that way necessarily. And, and they, they shared how the Lord dealt with them, um, you know, that that he could either, you know, blow them up overnight and make them a big one hit wonder, so to speak. And, uh, or he could allow, or they could allow him to increase them little by little over time and establish their ministry. And, uh, obviously they chose that and, and, uh, you know, they have a great ministry in church today and, and they have a great following, but you know, they're, they're a ministry that I would say are, are, uh, on a firm foundation and, uh, maybe they, they're not as famous as, you know, some people, um, but really it's not just about fame. It's about reaching the people that you're, um, assigned to reach and that you're called to reach. And if you've done that, well, that's what matters when you know, you've done the will of God. Um, that's the biggest thing. And, uh, so just these, this little 20 minute thing here, I just want to encourage you today. Um, don't let the pride of life keep you from stepping out and doing what you're anointed to do, what you're called to do, what you're passionate about. Um, your creativity is good. Um, it's worth stepping out and it doesn't matter if everybody else, you know, like everybody's got an Instagram, everybody's got a Facebook, everybody's doing this and don't worry about that. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, and don't let that bother you. You do you, you, um, step out and, you know, use your voice to do whatever the Lord's leading you to do or whatever you have on your heart to do for God and uh, leave the rest to him. And, and remember that pride intimidates, but love inspires. Pride wants to show off and say, look what I can do. And I'm better than you. And, and I'm drowning your voice out and I'm getting all the attention. But love wants to inspire other people. Love wants to use its voice to help other people find their voice. And love is always celebrating other people. And when you celebrate other people, God will make sure there are people uh, that celebrate you as well. Um, so don't look to the left or the right, but just um, keep your eyes on the Lord and seek him and uh, do what do what you're anointed to do. Do what you're called to do. And even if it's just little, small, humble beginnings and, and the most bare form of that, 
do it. And don't despise where you're at. Don't have contempt for where you're at or for where somebody else is at. Um, I'm going to tell this one story and then I'm going to close out here. Um, I, I went on a trip to Florida a few years ago. Um, I was just um, starting an internship with a ministry and starting a part-time job and you know finances were a little bit tight. But I really wanted to go on this trip to Florida to go to this conference. And so I went there and, and things worked out for me to go, but I really only had like $10 to my name. And thankfully I was staying with a family who was very hospitable and they like fed us and, and, and helped us the whole time. But I really felt so embarrassed because like I went out to eat with like my friends and stuff and like I couldn't pay for myself. And so I would just like not eat and they were like, oh, why aren't you eating? And I was like, oh, I'm just not hungry, which was absolute a lie. Um, I was very hungry, but anyway, one night I was sitting next to a man in church and, uh, he was pretty well dressed and, and looked pretty, you know, like pretty well off. Um, and I felt like the Holy spirit impressed me to sow him $5, like the only $5 I had left. And I was like, Oh man, Lord, I don't want to do that. Like if I do that, then like, I don't know. I just, that's so embarrassing. Like he doesn't need my $5. And, but I really felt like I, I like I needed to do it. So finally, I obeyed the Lord and what I believe was the Lord on the inside of me, impressing me to do it. Um, and uh, I was like, hey, uh, I know this is kind of weird, but you know, I just felt led to, to give you this $5. And uh, he was like, oh, wow, that's awesome, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. He's like, so what are you, what are you, you know, believing for? What are you praying for? And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of believing for some extra spending money this week. And that's about it. And I didn't say that to try to like get his attention or, or for him to give me money. I didn't even think about it when I said it. It's just the first thing that was on my mind. And I almost kind of like regretted it when I said it because I was like, oh, I don't want that to sound like I'm just trying to do that. But anyway, I forgot about it. And, you know, the next day I come into the church and that man walks up to me with an envelope and hands it to me. And he's like, here's your extra spending money, buddy. And, uh, and it had $200 in it. And I'll never forget that. And that stuck with me. I still have that envelope with that little message in it because, you know, I was so embarrassed to sow that $5. Um, and, you know, the Lord used it to increase me. And like, I ended up getting to enjoy that vacation and, and actually have fun, you know, because I actually had some spending money, you know. Um, but if I wouldn't have had it, if I wouldn't have humbled myself and sown that, like given that small amount. So don't despise where you are. Don't despise what you have. Um, and God can use whatever you have when you make it available to him. And, and, you know, the last thing, you know, the Bible says in Psalm 37, better is the little that a righteous man has than the riches of the wicked. And the reason why the little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of the wicked is because simply he makes it available to God. You know, people who don't love God, they, they close off their things to God. They don't make it available to God. But the thing that makes uh, the, the little that a righteous man has worth something is because he offers it to God and God can do something with it. So anyway, if all you have is a little and it's humbling and it seems embarrassing and it seems like, ah, oh, this is like, I feel so awkward doing this and so embarrassed, but you know, I just want to step out and well, uh, if you're making it available to God, he can use it and don't despise humble beginnings. Um, and don't have contempt for other people who are in a humble place and a humble beginning and be an encourager, be an inspirer and be somebody who's adding value and affirming other people and encouraging them all the time. Uh, anyway, so I've gone a little bit over the time that I intended to, but this is, uh, my little podcast that I'm calling no contempt. And, uh, I hope you got something out of it today. And, uh, my name's Ben Pace, by the way, I don't think I said that on the first one. I don't even think I said my name. <laughs>
<laughs> so my name's Ben Pace, um, and I hope you got something out of this. I will, uh, I will see you next time, metaphorically, because I can't see you and you can't see me. But um, yeah, all right. Have a good one. Thank you.